Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, real quick, this is Marthea. How you doing? I hope your day is going good. I just wanted to give you some context. This is this podcast episode is a recording from the live that I actually just wrapped up on my Instagram page. If you are not connected here with me, you should be at the underscore MSW coach. If you click the link down in the episode show notes and visit my website, macroandpaid.com, it will give you the direct link to my Instagram page. Instagram is where you always will find me. That is my home base. I am on Instagram every day in some shape, form, or capacity. And so I just went live. I was on live for almost a full 60 minutes doing career coaching where I broke down a job lead that I found and I was coaching social workers on how to strategically use their social work degree and any other MSW, any um, any other master's degree or bachelor's degree they have to do the mission focused driven, the mission driven work that they want to do. Excuse me, I've been talking for the last hour. I, you know, I'm an introvert. It's time for me to go <laughs> re like decompress, honestly, and I need to drink some water. But I talked about everything from job searching, um, interviewing where you all are going wrong, resume writing, how your resume is not, why your resume is not great, um, to leadership professional development. Uh, so, and I also want you all to know that uh, I have one more spot, one more spot. I only had 20 available and people snatched them up right away. Ironically enough, a lot of the people that bought my, bought the workshop, a uh, ticket were people who were new to my work. Like it was their first time ever engaging with me. I, they saw the value in this workshop, which says a lot, especially for those who have been following me for a long time. Y'all ain't buy the workshop ticket. I wonder why. Um, but anyway, they snatched them up. It's only one spot left. If you want to attend my live uh, workshop on Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. It's how to find the micro, mezzo, macro social work job that you really want. If you don't know on my Instagram page, I've been sharing a lot of job leads lately to prove to social workers that there are jobs out in the world that you can do without a license or any clinical interest. Um, And so people want to learn how to find jobs uh, doing the work that they really want to do. So I'm going to have a full-blown workshop teaching that, teaching my proven methods and strategies to find the jobs that you want and to also automate your job search. So if you want to attend, you want to grab that last spot, it's probably already on, but still go and look. Go check. Go check. Click the link down in the episode show notes, macroandpaid.com. It's only $97. Um, You will walk away from that workshop with a full-blown job search strategy to find the jobs that you want. Um, And uh, I'm also going to teach you how to automate your job search. So the link is down in the episode show notes. And stay tuned for the episode. I'll talk with y'all later. Hey, 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 it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. Uh, I am going live to talk about and break down 
one, just one example of how you can use your social work degree and any other degree types that you may have to get jobs outside of case management. Um, hey, hey, how y'all doing? How you doing as you're coming into the room? First, drop in the chat a one if you can hear me. Um, drop in the chat a one if you can hear me. I want to make certain that my sound is good. Um... Drop in the chat a one if you can. Okay, thank you, Kaylin. Uh, and then drop in the chat and tell me how your day is going. Thank you, Lord Laura. Um, but I'm so as you're telling me as you're coming in the room how your day is going. Thanks, Anna. Uh, Sarisa, I want to know how your day is going, but I'm also gonna break down. I have my laptop set up and all of the things because I want to break down one way of how you can use your social work degree outside of case management, outside of licensure, outside of clinical related experiences, right? I shared this post on my page yesterday, I believe it was, where I called it a case study example of how you can use your social work degree to do other jobs. So drop in the chat, tell me how you are doing today so we can do a wellness check. And then we're gonna jump right into this breakdown of this job that I found for a social impact strategist. And I wanna tell you what it is, how you are qualified to do the job, if this is something that you're interested in, and how you can make the shift to earn more money, get remote jobs, and do work that you really wanna do. Okay, so Laura, is it Laura? I'm just gonna call you 86. Going well, glad it's almost Friday. Yes, you are a few hours away from Friday. Um, we are not trying to wash our days on earth, but it's almost Friday. That's a celebration. Um, and so we're going to get into it. Okay, Sarissa, I'm well. Thank you. Thank you. for. I'm glad that you're telling me these things because I, I really, truly want to know. I want to check in on you all because sometimes the responses are not good. So to hear that your week, your day is going well, I love it. Um, for those who are new here, let me introduce myself real quick because new people find me every day and then we're going to break down this job lead that I shared earlier in the week. And I'm going to explain what makes you qualified to do the jobs. But even more than that, I want to provide this as a case study that you can do more work other than case management. And you don't need a license, right? That is a myth. That is a myth. Release it tonight. You don't need a license to do macro work. So the first thing is my name is Marthea Pitts. I'm known on the social work streets as the MSW coach. I help social workers make the pivot from case management to macro social work roles where they are two times and more their social work salaries and doing work that they are truly passionate about, work that moves the needle closer to progress for the populations and issues that they are most passionate about. So I consider myself to be like a career strategist. I know some people use that term, but more than that, I am a job search expert. If I don't know how to do anything else, I know how to find a job and break it down to show people how they qualify for the positions that they think they don't, right? I just actually got off of a office hour weekly session with one of my paid career micro to macro career coaching clients. And the first thing she came into the session talking about was, I don't think I, I qualify. So within like 15 minutes, I broke down how she was qualified. 
um, because you all are walking around with experiences to do work more than case management. So I want to use this job that I found earlier this week to tell you how. Uh, if I didn't say it earlier, I'm a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor. I helped hundreds of people in my city get jobs before I even got on the internet as the MSW coach. Um, and this is what I do. I'm a macro social worker that specializes in workforce development. I work with political leaders around the country, helping them to create equitable career pathway opportunities for historically under-resourced populations. So this is what I do. This is my area of specialty, right? So let's get into it. I, I don't know who saw the post, but I posted a job lead yesterday for a social impact strategist. And I broke down why social workers are qualified to do this work, even though in the job post, nowhere in there is the word social work, social worker, MSW degree, BSW degree, clinical experience, clinical therapist, none of those things, right? So just off that fact alone, many of you would have never even found the job, yet alone thought that you were qualified to apply for it. So I'm gonna break down why you are qualified and how this is a great opportunity, a macro level, national macro is large scale opportunity for a social worker with case management experiences and interest in marketing, right? So the first reason is, Based on the research that has been done on the social work profession as a whole, the workforce makeup, over 50% of you all have other degrees unrelated to social work. So that means many of you are walking around with undergraduate degrees in business, maybe even a, a MBA, a master's of business administration, or, or interest in some other realm of work, right? So I always talk about the creative ways you can blend your degrees and interests because if you got a whole degree in business, because I have a, a bachelor's in business, if you have a whole degree in business, that meant that your interest at some point was very different than social work. <laughs> but you didn't know how to blend it together, right? So there's a lot of people out here walking around with degrees and like, I'm just gonna randomly name something history, public administration, um, law. I have someone right now inside of my macro to micro to macro career accelerator who has an undergraduate degree in law, like all of the things, right? But what for whatever reason, life took you to, towards social work. So what I do is help social workers reimagine their careers and understand that you can do more. So the job that I found yesterday was for the social impact strategies. And I have it pulled up on my Mac and so I'm gonna break it down, right? The first thing is that this job is remote. It pays 70 to 90,000 per year based on this, but I always say negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Either way, this is still more than a lot of social workers are making. Social workers out there are making less than 40,000 a year, right? This is why I go so hard to help social workers get jobs outside of social service organizations, right? Because you all are severely underpaid for the scope of work that you're doing. So it's remote, it's um, 70 to 90,000 a year, which is always negotiable. And for because you all are mission driven, this job is with an organization where all they do is create marketing campaigns for community-based organizations and programs around the world to help garner support for policy change, for additional funding, for research and development, 
essentially this organization helps bring awareness, helps shed light on the issue. Someone said teachers too. So it's a lot of y'all with teaching degrees. I love that. Yes. K through 12 education, they got money. You hear me? National work. They have funding <laughs> for macro work. Um, so this organization, all they do is strategically design marketing campaigns and help organizations really understand how to illustrate and um, put out into marketing materials what they do for their organizations to garner support from people in the world. Ideally, like key actors, that's what we call them in policy land. If you don't know, I worked in policy as well for a while. Um, so like key actors, key decision makers, key stakeholder groups. So for this role specifically, I'm going to break down. Wait, first I want to name this. Some of the things that I saw on this organization website as far as issues that they are addressing is a lot of issues regarding childhood development. So for teachers, great example, if you are highly interested in childhood development, but you're also interested in like the marketing side or just bringing awareness, forget marketing, just bringing awareness to the needs of what children are facing, this may be something that you're interested in, right? So another thing that I specialize in is helping social workers blend their passions, their professional passions, with their work, right? So if you are passionate about talking to everybody that you see in your community about what your organization does, you would be good for a position like this because it's educating the masses about the issue and ways to potentially solve the problem or at least work towards moving the needle closer to progress. So this organization, they work on initiatives ranging from early childhood literacy, teachers, people who work through our school social workers, you all see it all in K through 12, right? Um, K through um, early learning, well, early learning literacy issues. I also saw in there about transportation infrastructure. So as social workers, you see every day when your participants come in for bus passes and gas cars and all of the things. As a macro social worker, the root cause, the reason why they need all of that is because mass transportation is a problem in your city. Right? Instead of just putting a band-aid on it and giving them a $15 gas car when we know $15 ain't going to do nothing for nobody, highest gas prices are, why not move your work to a national organization where you are bringing awareness to help create mass transportation systems around the country? Right, Solving the root cause, that's what macro level work is about. Right, so this organization works around transportation infrastructure. Um, one of the current projects that I saw they were highlighting was specifically around bikes, right? So in my city alone, sidewalk, mass transportation is a major issue in my city, right? But it's not necessarily my area of interest. My area of interest is good quality, good paying jobs because it's a major issue here. But if your interest is like having sidewalks and having bike lanes and all of the things which also supports people being able to get to work if they use bikes as a main form of transportation right children being able to get to school so those were just some based on the because i find jobs in like less than a minute based on the strategies that i use to like briefly scan to get a glimpse or an idea of what they do so i'm going to break down though for this job first dropping the chat Drop in the chat and tell me, are you currently doing work that you really want to do? Is the job that you have right now really what you want to do? 
yes or no? Tell me in the chat. And then we're going to break down this job post. So I'm going I'm going to tell you how you are qualified if this is something that you're interested in. Because the requirements are nothing. <laughs> Anybody can do this job. Okay, so Tone says no. They are not doing work they really want to do. Court says no. Lara86 says no. Okay, yes or no. Are you doing work that you really want to do right now? Khan says somewhat. Calm, tease that out and tell me what that means. What do you have? What don't you have? Why is it somewhat? What can what can be changed to make it better? Authentically, no. Okay. Okay. Keep them rolling in and then we're gonna break down this job post. Are you doing work that you that you enjoy right now that you really want to do when you hit apply on your MSW, BSW degree application? Or whatever other per degree type you hold. Because I know there's other people that follow my work. Are you doing the job that you envisioned you wanted to do? Yes or no? Yes or no? I love kids, but income can be the okay. Okay. So you can work with kids in different settings and organizations. Thank you for that. All right. So let's get into the breakdown of what they're looking for. Hold on to your seat. Because she coaching. Because a lot of y'all think... You don't qualify for stuff when you really do, right? But it's because of the large sounding job title, the salaries. I know for a fact a lot of you get dismayed looking at the high salaries like, oh, no, I can't do that. Or even looking at the scope of the work of the organization. You're like, oh, no, I've never done that. I don't have experience in that. And you don't even know because you didn't even crack open the job description. Right. That's why a lot of you walk through the workforce thinking you need a license for things when you really don't. But you don't know that because you haven't read the job description. Right. So no problem, because that's what I do. I teach people how to read the job description and how to identify if they have experience. Um, Anna says no. The real for the most part, though, would be better to work less and make more. Yes. And the higher you move up the ladder, the less you work. Believe it or not, that's, that's, that's the truth. Okay, so for this job, what they are looking for is for someone who has five years of professional experience. They don't specify in what. They don't name a specific field. They don't name a specific setting. They don't even talk about the scope of work. All they're saying is they want someone with five plus years of professional experience. That means if you have worked a job, that's professional experience. So many of you on this call right now qualify for that. Drop in the chat and tell me you have more than five years of experience. <laughs> okay. The next thing is they're looking for is they want someone who has the ability to implement complex projects. You're a confident project manager leading and executing a portfolio of interconnected projects with close attention to detail across multiple stakeholders. You meet deadlines. What do you do every day as a case manager? And I'm letting y'all know I'm on one because I just got off the phone with my friend and she got me riled up because I, I was like, I'm struggling to get them to understand they can do, the, do this work. <laughs> and I went on a whole tangent, but I'm still on one, right? So what do you do as a case manager? Every day, you manage complex projects where you are 
moving and making certain logistically that your your participants have the one their appointment set up so you're scheduling appointments you're coordinating calendars you are making certain that when they come in you have all of your documentation in order you are doing the intake process of did you sign document a did you sign document b did you sign document c right those documents are all a part of larger sets of requirements that govern your organization i'm not going to get into all of the deep into the weeds of that but that's project management you're making certain that your documentation is order in order you're making certain that you're doing your initial assessments within the first first 24 hours of intake whatever governs your program the other part of it is interconnected projects with close attention to detail across multiple stakeholders so when you are working with your participant you are also coordinating services with i'm just making up something with your child care referral agency because your person came in and said they need child care so you contact the the childhood the child care agency in your county in your region and you're like hey we need a referral or you're film filling out the documentation and sending it over if you are a medical social worker you are coordinating services to ensure continuity of care see how i learned from the medical social workers continuity of care so you're calling the insurance companies to verify how much of like how long will they cover for in-home care for your participants for your patients and then you're coordinating with the medical equipment company okay we need a wheelchair will it be delivered by tuesday because mr john is going to be home on wednesday or do we have food that will be in to be delivered for them because they won't be able to cook for themselves? Is there a family member that's going to come over and do prescription um, management to make certain that Mr. John is taking his medicine? For my school social workers, what that looks like, because I have someone right now inside of my micro to macro career accelerator who is the IEP expert, right? She does all of the coordinating of IEP meetings and planning and documentation so that looks like her scheduling the school speech pathologist scheduling the special education teacher scheduling the assistant principal making certain that everyone is in the room together along with educating the parent and getting the parent to sign and acknowledge the IEP and making certain that all of the check boxes are checked off that's coordinating stakeholders you do that every day that's project management, okay? You meet deadlines. Y'all have deadlines all the time as case managers. I know, because I was a case manager for five years, a workforce development career counselor for five years, and that's all that we were driven by was deadlines. Every month I had to pull my data to submit it for my monthly reports every month i had to make certain that my files were maintenance that i was doing qa on my files every month i had to make certain that i met quality assurance measures even every day with my participants my career seekers i had to bring them in within 24 hours for initial assessments i had to see them once every two weeks right so you all meet deadlines so that's another way that you're qualified. Right now, they only have four bullets under qualifications for this job. And case social workers meet the first two, right? So the third one, a learning mindset. 
you desire continuous improvement have an innate sense of curiosity and are grounded by a foundation of self-awareness that provides space for learning and growth. Case management is unpredictable. Every day you are learning something new. Every day, every human is different. So even if you thought you knew everything there was about doing your job, you learn something new to meet the needs of your new participant that comes in, your new student, your new patient, your new person, right? That is a learning mindset. And so again, this job is a, a real easy apply for someone because they are not asking for a whole lot. It's only four bullets, right? Um, the fourth one is bilingual or multilingual candidates a plus. All of our work is generally produced in at least two languages, so we're especially interested in candidates with a multilingual background. Many of you will read it and be like, oh, no, I can't apply and click out. The operative word here is a plus. They didn't use the word required. They didn't use the word mandatory. They used the word plus, right? So that means if we find a unicorn, that's what this is what this bullet is. This is a wish list item. Right? One of the things I tell my micro to macro career accelerated coaching clients is that when you all see those bullets, there's no scientific method to creating and writing a job description. There are literally people sitting in their offices that are just like, oh, this bullet sounds good. This bullet sounds good. I'm going to add this in. I'm not sure if they'll really do this, but I'm going to add it in because it sounds good. But you all look at it as law and are like, oh, I need to meet every bullet. When they know in their when they know from the development of the job posting that there's no unicorn that meets all of the things. And I always say if you meet every bullet, that means you're overqualified and you shouldn't be applying. You should be applying for a job on the next level. So even with the multilingual bilingual plus, it's plus. That means if you don't have it, it's not a deal breaker. You still should hit apply. <laughs> and that's all that they want. Right. But what a great opportunity for a social worker who is interested in bringing mass awareness to an issue. Like I gave you all the two examples, but they have other issues that they address with this organization. And again, it's not this job is not requiring that you have a business degree. I just name that as an example, because many of you have degrees in other areas. So why not use the degree that you pay for still are paying for? Right. So let's see. What questions? I see a lot of comments. Let's go back up and read. Um, I read the real tone done. Let's go. I love it. Yes, ma'am. Seven plus years case management. 86 has seven plus years. That's a good thing. It's time to move though. So don't don't be look don't put the sad face. Anna, does that still apply to one-on-one -on -one licensed MSWs or just case management? Okay, so Anna, I'm sure you're new here. None of the jobs that I share require a license. Myth number one is that many people think that macro social work jobs require a license and they don't. That's a myth. They don't. <laughs> because macro jobs are in organizations where non-social workers work. Right? So they don't know what a license is. They're not interested in that. They don't have other social workers on staff. So you don't need a license. 
And when I use the term case management, it's because at the root of every social worker, even if they're in clinical settings, you're still doing case management. You're managing multiple participants, you're delivering services, be it clinical or non-clinical, you're keeping case files. That's why I use the general term, because that is the scope of work that you're doing. Yeah, we can add on there clinical and that you have LCS and all of the things, but it's still case management, right? It's still looked at. I'm not going to go there, but it's, it's still case management. <laughs> Tone, I have an issue getting people to call me. It's your resume or you're not targeting jobs that you really truly qualify for, which a lot of you, a lot of you, your resumes are not great. And that's my polite way of saying it. Your resumes are very social worky. You all will clinical term someone to death, literally, and you will acronym them to death. And if you are targeting organizations where no social workers work, they don't know what that is, right? That's just like a tech person giving you their resume and they have, and they're applying for a case management job and they hand you their tech resume and they have all of their certs, their certifications, CompTIA plus, cybersecurity, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, what is this? I don't understand this. That's the same thing when you hand your clinical resume to non-social work employers. They don't know what that is, right? So that's why I teach social workers inside of my micro to macro career accelerator how to learn the language of the employers that they're targeting and then how to draft and create a resume that appeals to those employers. So if you don't get interviews is because nobody can read through your resume i honestly stop on bullet too because y'all resumes make my head hurt because you will clinical turn someone to death and they don't know what that means it's like reading a different language okay um i think it definitely applies no you don't need a license to do this work okay none of the jobs that i share um do you need a license ruben i'm okay Amanda, I live in D.C. and want a macro job so bad. I'm over case managing. Amanda, you live in D.C.? Macro jobs all around you. I work in healthcare, RM. Amanda, you need to come inside of my program. You are in macro job heaven. Francis Shot, thank you. That made sense. Okay, thank you, Francis, for the feedback. School, hey, hey. Um, Amanda, I work in D.C. looking to work in macro music just getting out of my placement i don't know about this lol oh gosh confidence is another major issue all right that's what i was talking to my friend about earlier i was like it's so hard to get y'all to move and believe you can do it oh my goodness i feel like i'm back in my non-profit days before shifting to macro i was like i left intervention work to do prevention work and i feel like i'm back in intervention work right you can do the thing you just need to be taught how you qualify for it and what makes you a top candidate and that's what i help people with inside of my micro to macro career accelerator you're not going to be able to figure it out on your own right this is from my 20 plus years of doing this work right the friend that i just got off the phone with she was one of my first clients in creating the micro to macro career accelerator and she just got her job offer last week for her second macro job she landed her first one in policy with the SNAP and SNAP nutrition program because her area of interest, her passion, her passion is food and nutrition. So she landed a job doing macro policy work for the SNAP program. But she just got her job offer last week for now doing governmental operations work. 
right? So she's on job number two as a part of being my career coaching client. And it's been two years and she's not the only one. I have multiple other clients that I'm working with now who are working on their next job. I've been on the internet for three years. So I have people who have been in their positions from three to two years who are working on their next one. Right? And so a lot of that is because I teach them. And I also, and I always say this, right? A lot of it is because I pour into them so heavily that they are qualified. Because a lot of you struggle with the confidence piece. That's why you love to ask for job titles. And then I give job titles. I get your job leads. And then you're looking at them and you're sitting on them for three months. You ain't doing nothing because you don't believe you can do it. Right? And like my friend said the other day, sometimes you just need people to like, Support you in believing that you can or give you the go ahead. And so a lot of my work is that. Like how I'm on here now with y'all, it's 9.49 at night. And I'm telling you, telling Amanda, Amanda, you in macro heaven? You can get a macro job with a blink of an eye. Right? I do that every week inside of Sunday group career coaching calls. In addition to teaching them proven strategies and techniques to identify, apply, and interview for their dream macro job. But what's a big issue is a lot of you don't understand the value in career coaching, right? You understand the value in getting a degree, but you don't understand the value in getting a career coach, right? I was reading some literature today about the gap between the education industry and the job market and about how over 42% of College graduates, new college graduates leave college feeling like they are not qualified to apply for entry-level jobs. And that is because what you don't realize is that the education system is designed just to teach you theory and academics, not application to get the job. So and in addition to getting the degree, if you don't already know the thing or if you don't, if you don't have a network, right? Many of you don't. If you don't have a network to tap into and a job already lined up for you, then you are going to have to invest in career coaching to understand how to apply and use your degree. Because just walking through the world thinking that a job going to fall out of the sky out off the GP of having a social work degree is not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So just getting out of my play. Okay, right. I think... I think I'm leaning towards macro school social work. I love it. These people don't know what we talk about if they're not social work. They don't. They it's, they don't. Um, Anna, I don't get callbacks either. It's exhausting. Yes, yeah, your resume. Um, Amanda, I know. And also, in addition to the resume, right? So if you let's say you get to interviews, but then you don't get job offers. Now, sometimes it may be some things going behind on behind the scenes that you are not privy to. Maybe there was an internal candidate that they wanted, but legally they had to go through the process of advertising the job. Or, but a lot of the times it's because you all get in the interview, hold on to your seat, cause she coaching. You all get into the interview and you exude that you don't believe you can do the work. So if you don't believe that you can do the work, employers are not going to believe that you can do the work, right? And it comes off with you all saying, no, I never did, or no, I don't know. Or you um, ramble on and on in your interview questions and you never ask the question, answer the question. And you know how you know that you're not answering the question is when they have to come back and ask you the question in a different way. 
<laughs> like they asked you, they just asked you that question, but then they had to come back and reword it. That means that you didn't answer the question the first time. And a lot of you are very like, because you're social workers and you're used to those case notes, you are clinical social workers and you all have to put every word, every action, every play in the case note, you all talk like that. Right, so you then get in interviews and you go on for 20 minutes to answer the question. You still didn't answer the question, and you're telling people what I call going off into the weeds and telling people all of the things that doesn't apply to them. Right, that leads to you not getting a job. So that's what I also teach inside of the micro the macro career accelerator is how to ace macro interviews. Because it is a strategy, a rinse and repeat strategy to use. And there's a specific way you have to speak to an employer. And then also when you're shifting from micro work to macro work, it's no longer about, so tell me about a time when you manage the caseload. Those are not the types of questions you're going to be getting. The types of questions you are getting are around your thought leadership, your experiences and knowledge about your area of interest. So if you are targeting, let's say, a job around K through 12 equity work and your background is medical social working, you get in the interview and they're asking you about, well, can you tell us about any best case examples of where schools or, or districts are really getting it right around K through 12 equity, education equity work, and you're talking about healthcare or you don't know, that means you didn't do your due diligence, you didn't prepare, right? And so I teach my career coaching clients how to create professional development plans and how to develop yourself as a subject matter expert. Because again, you don't get these jobs just because you're a social worker. They don't care about that because you're working in organizations with non-social workers. So you really have to do a lot of work. That's why I say my program works for those who do the work. A lot of people don't want to do the work. They, they are used to getting case management jobs which is like the snap of the finger. You just hit apply and then the first nonprofit, the first clinical office calls you back because they're desperate for someone with a license. But when you're pivoting, it's, it doesn't work like that. So it feels hard for people because you're actually having to do some work. Write a cover letter? Y'all hate cover letters. Y'all told me that the first two years I was on the internet, you can't stand a cover letter. I always say if a cover letter is the difference between me having to go out into in the night to do a child placement, to go out, because I live in Florida, to go out in a hurricane and natural disasters because I'm a essential employee, I'm going to write you a cover letter, right? But it's those attitudes that you all have sometimes around what you should and what you shouldn't have to do and all of the things. It's because you are so used to getting case management jobs with just like the snap of the finger, but you don't like case management. Right, so in order to do something different, get something different, you got to do something new. But y'all attitudes suck sometimes. And I'm sorry to put it like I told you I was on one, but it's true. Your attitudes suck sometimes. Right? And I say that because I witnessed it. Working with certain people. And it's just like, it's like, it's a lot. And it's, it's like you experience that with your participants as a social worker, right? But you don't realize that because of the, all of the situations with the work and the job that you don't like and your family life and all of the stresses and not having enough money, it affects you internally. 
So I had Michelle on a few months ago talking about burnout. Many of you are burnt out. That's why you're so negative. You're negative. You always got a complaint. You ain't never got nothing positive to say. You talk bad about yourself to yourself silently. It's your job. It's your job. That's why I'm so passionate about helping people get good quality. Good quality. Your life should not be diminished because of your work. Your work should be enhancing your life because of your salaries, because of your flexibility, because of if you want to work remotely from home to care for your child, your sick parents, your family members. It should enhance your life. I'm not saying dream of work, but it should enhance, not take away. I always tell the story like when I worked in call center work before going to get my associate degree and bachelor's degree and all of the degrees. If you don't know, I'm a current PhD candidate. I used to cry getting up in the mornings. I used to hate when the alarm got off, gone went off. I like my first thought was like, oh gosh, I gotta go to work. Can you imagine how horrible that is? Every day God gives us a new opportunity to wake up, and I was waking up pissed off because I woke up. Because I knew I had to go to a job that I hated. That's why I say, like, I can't stand when people say it ain't no such thing as a dream job. When you have worked a job that you cry going to and coming home from, you better dream a better. And I always say you better fight for yourself. Going back to the whole burnout, because you're burnt out, a lot of you have stopped fighting for yourself. You just take whatever is given to you. And do whatever is offered to you, even though that's not what you want to do. But fighting for yourself is staying true to when I hit apply on this on this MSW school application, I said I was gonna do X and I ain't gonna stop till I get it. I don't care what it takes. Fighting for yourself, I learned that y'all take um I didn't know this because I'm not a clinical social worker. I'm macro through and through. But I learned that y'all take clinical jobs that are severely underpaid because they're offering you free supervision, but then you hate case management, direct practice work. So why are you in a job that you're suffering in for free supervision, but you hate the scope of work? You hate the duties. You don't even want to do that. That's that's madness to me. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. So I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on it. I'm just trying to think of why. I'm trying to understand. So you're, su- you're taking reduced salaries for supervision to do work ultimately that you don't want to do. And then also I used to hear about like social workers going into clinical because their professors told them that it's more money in clinical when they say you're a unicorn if you could even reach a hundred thousand a year i posted a job well i talked about a job on my page you can go back and scroll a macro job paying 300 to four hundred thousand a year y'all talking about clinical is goals because you make money and y'all barely making a hundred thousand and doing work that you don't want to do but that comes from not knowing right so need to change on my resume. Yes, Amanda, go after the macro jobs. You in macro heaven. You could walk out your door to the macro job you want tomorrow. School, I need to update my resume. I'm going into more macro work within the school district. I love it. Ruben, I just stopped my macro social work job as a policy advocate for youth. What was hard was being the only social work person there. You need a professional development, Ruben. I say that with love and care. 
right? There are strategies that I teach my career coaching clients in anticipation for the pivots, right? One of the things I always talk about is that I got leadership coaching to learn how to navigate in spaces where I'm going to be around other people who are not mission driven, other people who don't care about my population. If you don't know, my population is pregnant and parenting youth. Everything I do is for that population. So in order to navigate those spaces, you have to understand that they are not mission driven. So you have to learn how to speak their language. In the words of one of my DC colleagues, you have to figure out what is it in it for them, right? Because they are black and white people. They don't see anything in between. They are not moved by feel good words and talking about doing what's right. They don't understand that. So my first macro job was where I served as the director of a global learning pathway where I was responsible for coming in and designing a global education program for pregnant and parenting youth. So in that role, I was working with people out of the business sector, K through 12 education, people with marketing degrees, accounting degrees, they couldn't understand why the CEO was, they thought it was a silly idea. They thought he was living in a fairy tale world because he came in talking about one of the main things he wanted to get off the, off the ground was his team mom learning pathway program. And it wasn't until I came along and I was like, this is groundbreaking. This is why I went macro to provide my population with opportunities to get a high school diploma, not a GED, I was on board. Me and him together was the dream team. But a lot of my work, and I have a whole podcast episode talking about it, is part one, my journey into macro social work. The hardest, the main part of my job, it wasn't hard because I was prepared. The first 90 days on the job was me creating buy-in with the other directors about why this was a viable program, why this was so needed, why this two-generational approach was groundbreaking. This was six years ago. Since this day, I've seen, I've seen iterations of what we created because it's still in existence to this day because that's just how groundbreaking it was. And it was free. And the reason I was so on board with it was because of my time on the front lines as a workforce development career counselor and a workforce development center where they just pushed everybody into GED programs. And my participants, my career seekers would always say every day, Ms. Pitts, I don't want a GED, I want a high school diploma. And I used to sit in my cubicle like, how can I find them a high school diploma program? But it was none in my city and my program, if it was, wasn't going to pay for it because of the countywide policy that was in place. So when I found that job, using the methods that I teach other social workers now, you don't know, I've helped well over 126 social workers land macro jobs. I created the strategies out of my own pivots. Right. So when I got to the job, I'm like, I don't care who I got a coffee, tea, chat with, what, how many education sessions I need to have with these directors, I'm going to create buy-in. And by the end of my time there, they were, they were so past, they were more passionate about it than me. <laughs> One of my, co my colleagues, she was the education director. I post her all the time on my page. Trish, she still sends me stuff now to this day. But when I first got there, she couldn't understand why he wanted to start this program. So you have to learn to speak the language, right? That's all about leadership development. You struggle because you didn't have leadership development. 
So this is why I say you have to prepare yourself for these moves because you didn't get the training you needed in your MSW degree program because that's outside of the scope of what they do. So then you have to invest in professional development, be it time, be it money. And a mentor is not always the answer. Understand the difference between a mentor and a coach. Look up the definition. 86, yes, I don't know what to look for when I'm on job searches. You need to be in my live workshop that's on Sunday. I have one spot left. I only had 20 spots available. They snatched them up. I have one spot left. It's for $97 on Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. where I will be teaching you the strategies, my proven strategies for finding the micro, meso, or macro social work jobs you really want. And what I teach you is not anything that you've ever seen floating around on the social work streets. <laughs> it's not, I'm not teaching you to use the word social work, social worker, MSW degree. I'm not teaching you to have a job title list that y'all love. None of that. I teach you how to create a targeted job search strategy for the jobs you want based on your professional passions and your degrees and experience. Right? So even if you work at, as a medical social worker and you now want to do K-12 through education equity work, I teach you how to find jobs that focus on that even when you think you don't have experience. Now, we're not going to get into how to read the job description and, and create the resume and all of that. None of that. It's going to be specifically on finding the jobs that you want. And then I'm going to teach you my strategies to automate your job search. Right, because a lot of y'all, you ain't like me. You ain't gonna be sitting at a computer job searching, <laughs> right? So I teach you how to automate it. Not serving the students, influencing policy. Okay, school social work. It's jobs out there. Like I said earlier, K through twelve education. They budget for macro work is off the charts. That is who is really truly doing groundbreaking macro level work. The education sector. That is where you should be, especially with policy. It's money in there and it's jobs everywhere. When I graduate, going to hit you up. Okay, music, court. That's true. I need a little boost to update my resume. I enjoy your pocket. Oh, thank you, court. Okay, how does one determine that they are overqualified for a role and should continue the search? I shared that earlier. If you just came in, go back and watch the replay. I told I, I'll, I give you details on how, wow, preach, I came for this. <laughs> it ain't a... I told y'all I was on one because I get frustrated when people like immediately off the bat say they ain't qualified, right? But I know, I know my, my knowledge base comes from 20 years of doing this thing. Y'all qualified. What I always say is many of you are sitting on six figure skill sets and experiences, but it's your confidence that keeps you from doing the thing. Right. That's why you all go off in the weeds and think you need to go get another certification. You need to go get another degree. You need to volunteer. You need to network. You don't need to do none of that. Right. OK, cats. I think I did that in an interview that I didn't get the confidence piece. Oh, excited for Sunday's workshop. I'm signed. OK, cats. So you think it was the confidence piece. Me just even talking to social workers one on one. Your confidence is so visible. You you don't even you're not even aware of it. But I'm glad that you are doing a self assessment. Yeah, it was it was most likely your confidence. True. Okay, so I don't see any other questions or comments while I'm still scrolling. 
But again, I'm having a how to how to find the oh my podcast school social work is called Macro Social Work Your Way with Marthea Pitts. The link is in my bio on my Instagram page. And I'll take you there. You can listen on Apple. You can listen on Spotify. I release podcast episodes quite regularly, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of the older episodes. I also have a lot of my past career coaching clients on there talking about their macro jobs that they got as a result of being in my program. My program works if you do the work. Um, Valerie, okay, really? <laughs> well, I need to get connected with you. Okay, I love you. So on Sunday, I'm offering the how to find the how to find the micro, meso, macro social work job you really want. I only have one spot left. It's ninety seven dollars. It's Sunday for two hours on a Zoom with me and nineteen other people, and we are going to be doing the work to to for me teaching you how to find the jobs that you really want. Like I said, it's not using social work, social worker, social work degree, none of the things. Um, it's like it's teaching you proven strategies. Um, also right now I have enrollment. I'm, I'm think I'm going to keep it open for a while. Enrollment for my full group career coaching program called the micro to macro career accelerator. The link is in the bio for the workshop and the link is in the bio about my group career coaching program. I have payment plans available, payment and full options with a huge discount that I'm offering right now. If you pay in full, if you don't know who I am, if this is your first time ever catching the live with me, I encourage you to scroll back through my feed, look at all of the career wins, check out my receipts, go look me up on LinkedIn to see where I have worked, what I've done. I don't just talk about the thing, I have done the thing. <laughs> in many different settings, I worked as a researcher in the R1 University. I worked with the one of the oldest think tanks in the country, doing workforce development work. I've done I've done this policy work, all of the things. So go in, go do your due diligence about me, enroll and come into my program. I'm ready to work with you. My program is 10 months long. I teach you everything you need to know to apply, interview, um, apply, identify, apply, interview for your dream macro social work job in three months or less. I have people in my program right now who have only been in there for two months who have gone on macro interviews and they and this is after them doing job searching on their own before coming into my program my current participant she said she applied to 30 jobs before coming into my program and two months into my program after going through the program me working with her one-on-one -on, -one on her resume she got a macro interview within the first two months right the rate of return in my program is out of the world Go listen to some of the old lives with Monet, with Keyshawn. We on podcast episodes. They getting jobs. That's why I posted today about student loans. Y'all griping about student loans beginning again. I've been on here for three years. Three years. You could have worked to get you another job to pay for those student loans. Right? And I'm not saying who, but my clients, they get jobs well above six, well, above six figures. Six figures and up. But I know for some people that sounds too large. That's why I just say two times or more your social work salary. Right? All right. So the link is in the bio. Register. I have one spot left for the workshop. And then I'm shutting it down. And then also my program is open to micro to macro career accelerator. I'm offering a $500 discount, $500 discount right now if you pay in full. But I also have payment plan options. If you want, if you have a question about anything, click the link in the bio and let me know. 
Have a wonderful night. Happy macro career planning. You're welcome, Julian.